Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hi, GGB gang. This is Anjan Ari, and we have a question for you guys. Do you want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one so easily, and then you can distribute it everywhere and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer, so no matter what your setup's like, whether you're at home or at in the studio, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, It's totally free with no catch. Ever since we discovered Spotify for podcasters, you guys, it has changed the game. I mean, we're able to do video podcasts without just having to do audio podcasts. And we're able to do Q&As and polls at the end. And it has just brought us so close to you guys and really created a community feel. So we really recommend that you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. We love you. God bless you. Hi, everybody. Hi, everyone. This is the Ari <laughs> and Anne show. <laughs> Just kidding. You know how many names we've gone through for this? We've been uh, brainstorming. And I think what we landed on, maybe, we'll see, is, is Girls, Girls Gone, Gone God. God. Like, instead of Girls Gone Wild. which we, <laughs> You like that? <laughs> I know. That was pretty good. Um we're thinking Girls Gone God because we're a couple of girls who used to be wild. We still well, are sometimes. Speak for yourself, Anne. We <laughs> want to create a space where two people who look like us and act like us who might not necessarily fit the typical mold of Christianity can come and talk about Jesus. Because I know, it, speaking for myself, I don't feel I fit the mold as a Christian at all. And it's honestly probably one of my biggest insecurities is that I don't feel good enough to be a Christian. I don't feel pure enough. I don't feel like I behave a certain way or look like everybody else. And I know there's so many people like me and you who are like, but I I don't look like that. But this Jesus guy, I think... I want to get down with that. And so I hope that we can create a space where we can talk about our walks with God and our journeys and what we've been through and how he's literally saved us while showing you that it's completely normal to be imperfect and that there's only one person in the history of ever that was perfect and that was Jesus. And you don't have to be perfect to have a relationship with God. And that's kind of what we're trying to show here. Yeah. So, let's get into our friendship, first of all, and tell a little bit about ourselves. Okay, why don't you start it off? So, we have been friends for a while, and I know that I really, really wanted some good Christian friends around me, and you did the same, but, like, Christian friends who I could relate to and who I could open up to 
and, you know, be transparent about myself and my life and the things that I go through without receiving judgment. Yeah. You were the same, right? Yes, of course. I really just wanted Christian friends, but I, same as you, I felt ashamed because I felt like I didn't mold into the, you know, Christian how would you put it? Yeah, into yeah, exactly. We both were going to church looking for a community and then just, you know, being around. I know for me personally, every time I had a Christian friend or something, especially when I like after the pandemic, especially when I really got close to God, I was like, oh, I need community. I need people. And then mm -hmm. I felt every time I met somebody and had kind of a negative experience in the church I'd be like oh no 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 my relationship with Jesus is so pure I don't mm -hmm. want anybody tainting that yeah you know yeah and then so I know for my relationship with you is like I met R and I am I have such a strong relationship with God but it's not like that all the time and I don't I need somebody I remember being like, I need somebody to be able to pour into me. Like, I need somebody to pick me up when I'm down. And I, it's hard to kind of feel like, especially because I'm friends with so many unbelievers or people who they know Jesus, but they're not like super walking in the faith or anything. And so I, I, I met you and then I, in you, I found somebody who nobody else can tell because my my faith is so strong but you're able to recognize the days where I'm weak and you come and you pick up my chin and you're like hey you do you remember who God is I love you so much I love you so much I mean our relationship is just so beautiful and pure I just thank you Jesus thank you Jesus I know if you guys would have seen us this morning first of all I'm losing my voice but if you guys would have seen us this morning I mean Ari and I are like we're on one most of the time. <laughs> we're nuts. We're what? Like, we really are nuts. And then this morning, but it just goes to show that you can develop these godly relationships with anyone because we met under circumstances that were not like <laughs> we're not, godly. We're not going to talk about it. No, we're definitely not. But this morning, I, I stayed at her house last night because we were, you know, talking about today and what we were going to say and do and everything. And I, we're having our coffee. I open the Bible. We're reading out of Romans. And then we finish the chapter. Ari's like, all right, let's pray. Without even thinking about it, we both get down. We get on our knees in the living room. And we just start praying. We pray for today. We pray for each other. We're putting our hands on each other praying. And I had a moment where I was like, do you remember when we first became friends and we started praying together and how funny it was? Like, it was never awkward, but it was funny. We couldn't get through it without laughing. Yeah. Remember the first time we held hands on the couch and we were, we were, we were dying? Well, I remember the first time you prayed for me. And that's the that's the first time I remember. And it was the most beautiful, moving thing I had ever experienced in, in the my car. life. Yeah, because I had met her when I was down bad. Down bad. <laughs> <laughs> and your relationship with God is just the most beautiful thing I have ever witnessed. And the way you prey on people is. It's just it's the most beautiful thing. And when you had prayed on me, you did something to me that I could not even explain to anyone. But it was, it was awesome. You. Yeah. I love you so much. I think that was the first time where I really 
because I had seen what you were going through and I was like this is so ridiculous and I know she's so she's so strong and she's she will get out of this she just needs to start praying and sometimes you need that like how I went what I said before earlier how there are days where I'm feeling weak and I need someone that's why you have to have good people around you who will cover you in prayer because sometimes when you're weak when you should pray the most is when it's hardest to pray it's the craziest thing when I'm having a bad day and I need to be close to Jesus I can't get there I'm like that's the last thing on my mind yeah and so we cover each other in prayer and it's can you tell about the first (laughs) I knew knew you were no I'm just wondering if you want to tell that story she loves the story and I do too Um, I had met her at a job and I had cried four times before I even got into the job. They had to redo my makeup three times, was it? And I just was so sad and, and it was actually on my birthday and I was just sitting there sobbing and all of a sudden I look over and there was Ange and she sat with me and she just held my hand and she was like, first of all what's your name and I said Ariel I said I'm so sorry I am just having the worst day and she held my hand and she said look at me she's like we are going to get through this together and in that moment I was like this is going to be my friend forever like I just knew and she held my hand and yeah you were just she sat with me for an hour and you were just so selfless and you helped me through that. And then that was it after that. And you know what? The first time I really knew, I mean, I loved you right away. I was obsessed with art. I, As soon as I met you, I was like, this is the funniest person I've ever met in my life. And I can't take it. And I feel like I've just really met my match in you in so many ways. <laughs> and then, but the first time I really was like, oh, this is my girl. This is my rider. Is when I had a situation with somebody else and we barely knew each other oh, yeah. and I called you and, and I don't know why I didn't know why you were the person I wanted to call I call you and I'm like hey this just went down and I don't really know how to feel about it and you were like this like sweet feminine angel and like she just starts going off and like having my back and defending me and I just in that moment I was like oh this is the type of person who carries you through bad times yeah same with you girls gone god God. anyways the point of all of this is the lord sweet baby jesus man we love him we really do and i think this first time this first episode we're going to talk about our testimonies right and how we really found god how you know we feel like we've been saved and everything like that so yeah and why don't you go first why don't you share what how did you find him? Yeah. Well, I guess I have to start with saying that I grew up Catholic. I was raised in a house where we loved Jesus, but we didn't read the Bible. Um, I had a relationship when I was with Jesus when I was a kid. I was a spiritual kid. And then I have to say, when I got into like my teenage years and, and especially college and stuff like that, I was really in and out. I started misbehaving doing things I shouldn't be doing. And I lost that closeness that I had with God. And it wasn't until I got sober from alcohol Mm. that I believe 
he saved me. Like that's when I say, cause I've always had a relationship with him, but that's when Jesus saved me. That's when I knew him and his authority and what it means, what I get in having a walk with God and what it means to have true freedom. And so I guess I have to kind of go back to, I go my whole life, not struggling with my mental health, didn't experience anxiety, normal, like everybody else, but never had anxiety, never experienced depression. I was always a happy person. I get into my 20s. I have a panic attack one time. Chronic panic attacks after that. It triggered something really, really weird and strange and something I can't even explain in me. And I started experiencing really bad panic attacks. This goes on for years. And then comes like an influx of all these weird symptoms of anxiety. I was experiencing derealization, depersonalization. I felt like I was disassociating half the time. It was really scary. And it was only getting worse and worse because I was so uneducated. And imagine I never experienced this and then I experienced it. And I'm like, I'm losing my mind. I was like, there's some, I'm, I'm sick. Like there's something wrong. Um, and because I was so uneducated on it, I did the only thing I knew how to do. And I started to self-medicate with alcohol. Mm. And I was like working at the club at, at the time. I was doing bottle service. I was around so much alcohol. I didn't have one friend who didn't drink. Like it's all we did. It's all anybody does. It's the most normal thing in society. It's really weird to not drink. And we'll, we're going to have like a whole episode yeah. on sobriety and alcohol and just culture and all that. But um, so I'm drinking a lot. And then all of a sudden I'm emotionally... And I'm physically dependent on alcohol. Like, it, it gets pretty bad. And everybody around me, because I wasn't doing anything different than, you know, my peers, nobody believed I had a problem. The only person that really knew was me. And I was not well. I wasn't feeling good. The anxiety was all only getting worse. I was so depressed. I was not right. And I would go into this little Catholic church by my house in Sherman Oaks at the time. And I'd sit in there and I'd cry every single day. And I'd be like, God, how did I get here? I'm your daughter. You've, you're supposed to be there for me. You're supposed mm -hmm. to help me. Like, I don't understand how you let me get to this point. Little did I know it was my fault. <laughs> I got myself to this point. Um, but then I, I met somebody and that's why it's so important to look for people in, you know, the Christian community, pastors and leaders and people who are more far along in their journey with God than you are to guide you and to help you. Because I met my pastor in Florida, who's uh, like one of my best friends now. He's a 70 year old man named Socrates. And he started praying for me every single day. My mom prayed for me every single day. I started to open up with people that I'm struggling with alcohol. This is not right and I'm not okay. And like, I'm going to die. I'm not, I, I don't know what to do. I really don't know what to do. And Socrates would call me every day and be like, did you read the Bible? Did you read the Bible? And I'm like, Socrates, I don't like enough, please. I, I, I need Jesus <laughs> to fix this. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I, seriously, I was such a brat about it. I didn't understand. And then all of a sudden, 
I opened the Bible and I started reading and I started educating myself on who Jesus is and the authority that he has and the keys that he gives us and that all this stuff is spiritual and I am not a victim to any of this. I don't have to be a slave to any of this. I have power and authority over all of it. I am more than a conqueror through him who loves me. And I started praying. And I started to pray as if my life depended on it, Mm. because it does. And little by little, every day, I started to heal. Got, uh, well, let me say on Thanksgiving 2019, I stopped drinking. And let me tell you guys, it was not by my own might. It was not by my strength. That's why I really believe that's the day that I was saved, because I didn't have like an encounter with Jesus like some people have. That was just the first day where I knew he went into my heart. He took the desire to drink. He went into my brain. He rewired it because it's not normal to like go through that and then not need any type of like program or help or therapy. I didn't do any. I literally just stopped. Mm. He delivered me. That's what deliverance is. One day he decided and, and it's because I fell to my knees and I surrendered and I was like, that's it me and you I give it to you for real this time and then I started reading the bible and that's when I really because I had gone my whole life loving Jesus without really even knowing who he was you know what I mean and then I realized this recently actually that the massive shift in my faith walk was I had always recognized God as love, but I never acknowledged him as judge. Like I knew that Jesus loved me, but I wasn't really concerned with what he thought about me. Mm-hmm. And then I can, I can, right. Of that, yeah. yeah. And then it was like one day I just started moving different because I felt different right. and I gained an awareness that anything that I do is either going to please God or it's going to disappoint him. Well, it's funny. We go back to that thing where when we do something sinful, we both will look at each other and be like, hey. Yeah, it was conviction. <laughs> where before I never thought twice when I would do something sinful. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. And it's so, I, I, I developed this little thing in my heart where I didn't want to let Jesus down. And I was, there's scripture that says, Um, that one day when we get to heaven, we're going to see Jesus. And hopefully he says to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. You were faithful. And I want so badly, like I want so badly to meet Jesus and him to be proud of me. You know what I mean? I didn't have that before. I was living for myself. And let me tell you one thing. There is nothing more that makes you a slave than thinking about yourself all day long. There's freedom. I never understood when people told me, fix your eyes on Jesus. Put it in Jesus' hands. Give it to him. Focus on him. Who cares what's going on? Focus on him. Those are the two sayings that got me through everything. Really? Keep Which your one? eyes on I kept hearing that in my head. Keep your eyes on me. Mm. Keep your eyes on me. You kept hearing it in your I head from he- him? Yes. Keep your eyes on me. And then when we saw um, that pastor, what was his, Judah, mm-hmm. when he kept saying, You give it to God. This is not your burden to carry anymore. You give it to God. Give it to God. Give it to God. Mm. I mean, that is everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty much my uh, 
there's a lot more that we'll get into. But yeah, that's when the Lord started to work on me for real. And I was like, oh, this is what it's like to walk with Jesus. I'm about it. I love that story, too, that you tell. Um, I don't know if this is off, t- off topic, yeah. but um, the story where you found your confidence in, again, what is that? What is her name that we saw? Sarah Jakes Roberts. Yes. Yeah, she yeah, she really, she really worked in you mm-hmm. and f- and built you up to be the person you are also sermons sermons sarah jakes roberts is a great example she she was the first sermon uh like pastor that i started listening to Mm. and she her words they just built me up and they gave i i didn't know about boldness i didn't know about confidence in god i didn't know any of this stuff and it's like if you want to if you want to really start like that's knowledge is power wisdom is power like you got to know what's up that's why you have to read the bible and i will say something about Ari and I, but especially Ari, like, we might not, we're certainly, we're not theologists, that's f- for sure. Um, we might not be the most eloquent, captivating speakers ever, but one thing that you and I have that I know is a gift from God is we have boldness. We do. We are in spaces <laughs> that it is not normal to talk about Jesus, and we walk up in there. <laughs> And we talk about the Lord with such confidence. She's a lot more understanding. Hang, than I hang on, I'm a, I'm a little more gentle than Arya's. <laughs> Guys, if you see this girl, the way she walks, she will go to bat for the Lord. She will fight because I'm more like I'm more like oh no no I get it I get it. It's like girl Jesus, it's crazy. Like it's, it's I know I'm I'm on your side. I get it. It's weird. Arya's like hey hey yo listen here. You have five reasons you need to listen to Jesus, okay? You're going to hell. And if you don't repent, it's bad news for you. In my floral dress. In her floral dress. I can't believe it. Like, I thought I was a warrior for Jesus. This girl is a Navy SEAL for Jesus. Like, Listen, I grew up rough. I, I, lo- I, may lo- I may look gentle on the outside, but I'm rough on the inside. My favorite thing that you ever say <laughs> is that you grew up rough because I look at this sweet feminine <laughs> angel who wears floral dresses from Reformation and makes like floral arrangements in her free time. And she's like, yeah, I grew up rough. <laughs> I'm like, so funny. But yeah, um, so that's my a little bit of my walk. Now, can we talk about yours? Because I'm done. Sure. Okay. Um, let's see. Well, I grew up very Catholic and I feel like I didn't really find God until I was in a season where I was left where I had to. And I will just say that sometimes life will hit you so hard that it will completely push you out of position Mm -hmm. and it's painful and it hurts and it makes you sick. And my heart was sick. Um, I felt like I was putting my identity into everything outside of me, which was so unreliable and so finicky. And, you know, like my relationships and money and my career and all that can be taken away from you, right? Mm -hmm. And it did. And I was stripped away from everything that I had. And I was so sick, and it wasn't until I was literally backed into a corner, and I felt like God was like, all right, just me and you now. What do you got? And um, that's when he really started working inside of me, and he worked miracles inside of me. (laughs) And um, 
Yeah, I, I, I would just run to church. And like you said, I would pray like my life depended on it. And I realized that the only thing that is reliable is God. Mm-hmm. He's the only thing that is reliable and that will never leave you. And until I really fully understood that I was God's daughter and that it was funny, I would I would call my friends all day. I would go to therapy and I would just constantly look for things to, to heal me. But it wasn't until I really found God until I found true peace. Mm. Can you tell me what it's like to like feel the presence of the Holy Spirit? It's a sense of peace inside your heart. You know, and it's not to say that I don't still struggle. I was someone who was an overthinker. I dwelled. I didn't have much faith Mm -hmm. because I was in constant worry about what was going to happen next. And was everything going to be okay? And it was such a horrible way to live. Mm. Um, But I feel like God's disappointment is is God's development. Oh, okay. Yeah. God's okay. disappointment is God's development, mm-hmm. and that's what he did. Mm-hmm. I couldn't understand why this was happening to me. I was experiencing loss after loss after loss, yeah. and I didn't understand. I just couldn't understand. And Would you get mad at God? Uh, I, I hate to say this, but I, there were times where I hated him. I hated him. I was like, why are you doing this to me? Why is this happening to me? Mm-hmm. I'm a good person. I I, I, I do right. I'm good. Why are you doing this to me? Yeah. But he was developing me into the person that I was supposed to be. And because of that, I have such... He brought the community into my life and people into my life that taught me how bold I was and smart and funny and good and now I walk with confidence mm. and I struggle. I do every day. You know, yeah. it's 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 life is never easy just because you have God doesn't mean life is gonna, not going to be hard. But I will tell you, you will your life will change. Miracles will happen and he will bring you the community, the friends, the life that you were always meant to have. Amen. Amen. When we walk according to his will. I know. That's right. When we surrender. I I never knew what it meant to walk in God's will until I really started handing it over to him. That's right. Surrender. It's the only surrender. option that we have. You know, we were talking about it last night about Um, And you touched on it, like our careers, right? And putting our identity on anything, in anything other than Jesus. I remember I have a story of, I was with Socrates and he was praying for me. And I was thinking about the way I used to pray was so aggressive. I would be like, God, I need this and this and this and I want this and you have to help me and you have to do it. Like, first of all, God doesn't work for us. We work for God. Let's never get it twisted. Second of all, I I remember that moment. I was like, Socrates, I need you to pray for my career. It's all I cared about. And I wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Like it's all, That's, I was obsessed. Yeah. I was miserable. Me too. And I was sick because I was like, if I don't book a job tomorrow, I'm not okay. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I'm nothing without work. Yeah. And And you're trying to control your own life and you're not in control of your own life. Exactly. Exactly. And we we make an idol out of it. That's right. And we put it above God. Whatever you idolize, 
will be taken from you. Amen. I know. He does that. Yeah. I know. And so, and I remember I told Socrates, I was like, hey, I need, can we pray right now for my career? And he goes, he looks at me. And do you ever have those moments where someone says something to you and you know it's from God because it changes like your brain chemistry? Yeah. Right? you say to me. <laughs> I love you. Um, I was like, I was like, we need to pray for my career. And he was like, you need to pray for patience. And I was like, okay. And it hit me. And I was like, patience. Mm-hmm. Angela without Jesus, very little patience. Angela with Jesus, infinite patience now. But at the time I was like, hmm, okay. I was in Florida. I remember it was the first time I, I came back to my apartment in LA. And I was sitting, thinking, praying. And I get on my knees. And for the first time, ever I held out my hand like this and I said Jesus and I'm crying my eyes out I'm like Jesus I hold my career and my work and my finances in my hands and I leave it at your feet Lord I put it into your hands and I want you to have your way with it it's so heavy I can't carry it anymore I don't feel good I'm miserable and nothing is even happening anyways so for the first time I give it to you and I ask you to have your way with it yeah he delivered me from making an idol out of my career. Since that day, it's been years. I have not one day, not once, felt worried about my future. I know. I have I, not. I, I, same. I haven't felt worried about my career. I don't care if I get the job. Me I too. really don't. If I never work in acting again, all right. If I do, thank you, Jesus. Whatever. He, I, he has a beautiful plan for my life no matter what. I know. Let me tell you one thing. That day... I started booking like no other. That's when my life started happen happening when I surrendered and let go. Yeah, exactly. I have not worried a day since I surrendered. Amen. You know, know. The, the place came to me, the community, the friends, the career, everything comes to you when you truly let go, surrender, and give it to God. I know. I know. And it's not easy. It's It's not easy, especially when you have when you overthink and you haven't you you're riddled with anxiety all the time it, it it's you know well it's a fight i know because it, it, it goes against our nature to just give up control to somebody else especially most of us i know you and i are both massive control freaks and it doesn't it goes against everything we know to be like i'm not going to worry about my own life it's like that's my life yeah. why would i not worry about it because the creator of the universe created us and he is the author and finisher of our faith. Like he's got it. That's right. And honestly, you know, when I got really strong in my faith is when I started speaking scripture over myself like that. Like just being like you, you, you take what you read in the Bible because that's God. That's his word. And you speak it over yourself. We do that every day. We hold hands. You want to see what we do? I declare that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. I declare that every tongue that rises up against us in judgment shall be condemned. I declare that goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. I declare that though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I thought, my eyes closed. <laughs> I had them closed. Oh, you did? <laughs> no, I am closed. <laughs> I opened them right before you. <laughs> when I first started praying, I, like the way she prayed, I was like, I'm just going to let you take the lead because you are so good. I don't even feel right praying. Oh, my gosh. We used to have, oh, it was so funny when we first started praying together. And we would like, 
<laughs> I used to think she was like a psychic. <laughs> oh yeah, Ari thinks that because I'm, I I'm like I'm close to God and like I I I feel like I hear him and stuff like that. I'm she, like, and what do you? <laughs> did you hear anything? Yeah, she'll be like, hey, what do you think about this situation that happened ten years ago? And wh- what was they? What were they thinking? And I'm like, babe, I'm not a clairvoyant psychic. Like I don't know. Or she'll be like, I'm hey, like- ask God what they're saying right now and i'm like i'm not the fbi I'm like, you are one of his disciples tell me we love jesus so much we love him there's so much more that we could talk about i mean well we have a whole podcast now i know right like at one point we're gonna have a episode about relationships Ooh, that one's gonna be good that is gonna be good it's really hard for me to be vulnerable about that part of my life though me too and then we want to have a thing about sobriety and talk about, you know, the effects of drinking on your spiritual life and doing drugs if you partake in that. I, You know what I do want to touch on? Let's talk about the Bible a little bit. Because I've had, you know, a few years where I've been really in the word and really reading and it's life changing. It's I, If you want to hear God's voice, that's how you hear him. You will hear him start to talk to you. Um, and that's the number one way he talks to us anyways and I know you can vouch that the days that we start the morning reading, yeah. at least just a <clears throat> chapter, sometimes we only read a verse, and it sets the tone for, for the, the day. whole day. And you can feel it when we don't, right? Yeah. It changes your whole day. I know. You know? Because we're walking with him. We choose yeah. to, we, we like proclaim that in the morning, like the rest of our day is going to be, we're walking side by side with Jesus. And for me, like... The Bible, so the Bible, I can't even believe I'm truly, like, I can't believe I'm somebody who is an avid Bible reader. Like, if you would have told me when I was a kid, like, younger or in high school or even in college that this was going to be who I am, I would have never believed you. I know, same. But the power that is in the Word changes you, and I cannot go without it. Like, I literally can't. The Bible is alive. It's living and acting. It's God's Word. It's not a, you know, man-made, written-by-man thing that everybody likes to say when they're debating Christianity. It's God's word. It has the Holy Spirit through and through. Yes, it is written by people, and it's from their perspective and their interpretation, but it is the spirit of God that is flowing through that whole thing, and not a word in there would be if God didn't allow it. And there's something called the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So just a little education. The Holy Spirit is, there's three persons in the entity of God. It's God, the Father, Jesus, his Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so there's something called the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, peace, joy, hope, gentleness, kindness, and self-control. And I think that there's others. But when you imagine that God's word is God, So when you receive scripture and you receive God's word, you're receiving God. And what are the fruits of God and the Holy Spirit? All those things that I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. So when I'm full of scripture, I have infinite patience. I have so much hope for the future. I have peace, a type of peace that like seriously, guys, carries me through some really difficult stuff to where I'm in a situation and I'm like, I don't know why I have this peace. Well, I do. That's you know what I mean? You, that's when you truly have the Holy Spirit in you, when you can't understand why you have so much peace. Right. It's the peace that surpasses all understanding. That's, that's right. what it says in Philippians. And 
you know what I have more than anything is joy. I ask God every single day, Lord, give me so much joy that it's overflowing out of me that anybody who comes into contact with me is able to experience and that it's like it contaminates them as well. Like I, I joy is my favorite thing. The enemy Sweet. wants to steal our joy so badly. Mm-hmm. And I just think that reading the Bible, I always say like selfishly, even if you're doing it selfishly, start walking with Jesus because you're going to benefit from it. But being close to Jesus, you'll stop being selfish. But I always tell people like there's so much like it's your life will be so much better. Mm -hmm. Not perfect. I don't love God because my life has been perfect and it's been butterflies and rainbows. I love God because he pulled me out of the trenches. That's right. I love God because every wrong that I've done in my life or every wrong that's been done to me, every evil thing he's taken and he's turned it around for my good. He Romans 8, 28 said. He uses all things together for my good. Amen. And I just simply cannot live a life not acknowledging him. That's why you should never worry about anything. I know. Truly, you should never worry about anything because he knows what he's doing. He just does. What what was Mm. that thing that you told me? Mm. One time I was worrying heavy and you came to me and what would you say? You were like... Do you believe in God? Yeah. And then what'd you say? Because if you do, then you would never worry. You would put all your faith in him. <sighs> Humbling. never worry. I was so humbled by that. I was like, my girl, you're so right. The yeah. God who created all of this, I'm going to worry about... That's stupid. I don't know. Tuesday. Like, what? It doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. I can't believe this is our first I can't believe we got through it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I love you so much. I was a little nervous today, but you know what? This is just the first one, and I'm ready. I love you so much. I love you so much. Thank God I have you. Thank Thank you, Jesus. Thank God I have you. You. And I just want people, I just want people to understand that it is such a dangerous notion that you have to be perfect before starting a relationship with Jesus. It's something that I've struggled with for a long time. I've been wanting to be vocal about my faith on the internet for a long time. And what really held me back was that I'm not, I can't, me, I'm, it's, it's embarrassing. It's like, who do I think I am? Every single person in the Bible that Jesus uses is really messed up. Half of them are in jail. All right. We are the most imperfect people you will ever meet. All right. We are. <laughs> and you know we are. I know. No, truly. You know? We, yeah. We are. And we love Jesus. And that's why I think it's so hard for a lot of people to come to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Because they just feel like they're they're not holy enough. or And it's... No, you don't have to do anything. Being close to... Being... Being close to Jesus will make you change things. You don't even have to try. You naturally will change. And yeah. you will become better holy we have a lot to talk about we really do we're gonna wrap up today yes god bless you guys god bless you walk with god open your bible that's all i can say all i can say start with john read john it's the most beautiful story we're just off the heels of easter and the spirit of god man is (laughs) yeah baby (laughs) okay we gotta go love you